final resting place of Alec Brady, who played in the great 1892 table winning season. The Celtic Grave Society are delighted to be working with the Everton Heritage Society for unveiling this fantastic headstone of a renting man with such a wonderful career with Everton, Celtic and Sheffield Wednesday. I'd like us to take this opportunity to welcome the Everton Heritage Society to Trenton and also to show our appreciation to Danny Rooney for this fantastic headstone. <laughs> Today's first speaker is Lisbon Lion Jim Craig. Jim has been the Celtic Grave Society's patron since her inception and not only is he a Celtic legend but his knowledge of Celtic's history is second to none. Next we have Paul Cuddy, editor of the Celtic View and presenter of Celtic TV. I've known Paul that long now that I remember him when he was clean shaven. <laughs> <laughs> Next is your special guest from Liverpool, Paul Wharton representing the Everton Heritage Society, and he'll say a few words. We then representing the family, John Brady and sister Elizabeth Brady of the Sisters of Notre Dame. She'll say a reading. The family are the most important people at any event, and it's been an absolute pleasure dealing with the Brady family at this event. Last but not least, is a character even bigger than Jim Craig. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, sir. <laughs> this is the Reverend Ian Miller. The last time we had Ian to speak was at the 125th anniversary of Celtic with a mass in St Mary's Chapel. The place was jam-packed with 1,200 people in attendance, including the Celtic board, Celtic players, and also the Barcelona board, because we were playing there the next night in the Champions League. When the, the bull drive got up to speak, he predicted we'd beat them. Well, I think that's what he said. Which we duly did. <laughs> So in any predictions for the rest of the season? <laughs> <laughs> we'll then lay some flowers on the grave and we'll close the ceremony with some words of thanks before we get some pictures taken. Ladies and gentlemen, although Alec Brady only played for Celtic for one season, what a season it was and what an impact he made, winning not only Celtic's first ever Scottish Cup, but also our first ever <coughs> treble. He was a man who knew his worth Indeed, he started off the 1888-89 season with Sunderland. He went to Gainsborough, then went to Burnley, then back to Sunderland, all within six months, and a few signing on fees to boot. <laughs> <laughs> the road after his renting boys. I better believe it. When Everton got their hands on him at the start of the next season, they must have been afraid to take their eyes off him in case he disappeared. But it was testimony to Everton that he stayed there happy for two years until Celtic came calling in 1891. I hope we're not going to fall out at this bit. <laughs> but it was a fantastic coup for the Celtic committee to lure two of Everton's league-winning side back to Glasgow at a time when the game north of the border was still amateur, or it was nicknamed Shamateur. Dan Doyle was promised a pub in Bells Hill as a sweetener to move to the amateur Celtic. But Everton moved, fought the move for months into the new season and complained to the SFA we were finally told that they had no jurisdiction over matters in Scottish football and the case was dropped. But on the pitch, Brady made himself at home in our five-man attack. It was a forward line that ran amok through every defence in Scottish football as we won the Glasgow Cup 
beating Clyde 7-1, won the Scottish Cup, Queen's Park 5-1, and beating Rangers 2-0 in the final of the Charity Cup. Not surprisingly, our five-man attack were wanted men in England, with Neil McCallum going to Nottingham Forest, and Alec Brady lured back to Sheffield Wednesday. Things had now changed for Alec, and although he was again on the move, he had married his sweetheart, Elizabeth Paul, in this very church right here, on the 2nd of May, 1892. And just like the rest is, he would have to do what he's told. <laughs> he knew it was good for him from then on. Indeed, when he moved to Sheffield, he stayed there for seven years. That was five years longer than any other spell at any other club. The highlight came in 1896, when Sheffield Wednesday won the FA Cup, to add to his League Cup medal, his League medal with Everton, and his treble of medals with Celtic. But not surprisingly, for a proud Renton man, he ended his career in his hometown with the famous Renton FC. He was a man who had been there and done it, and had the medals to prove it. But he was now back with his own folk. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jim Craig. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. In the decades before uh, Alec Brady played for Celtic, the game had been developing. In quite a number of ways, the crossbar tape had been replaced by a crossbar and made of wood. Uh, they had tinkered with the, uh, the, the field markings around the pitch. They had brought in referees instead of umpires. And off the field it was developing too, and it wasn't always developing in ways that we might appreciate. This report is from the Scottish Athletic Journal of October the 13th, 1882, and the game was played at Anbank. Not more than 500 people were on the field, and a slovenly looking, petticoated, and extremely vulgar section of the crowd <laughs> had answered to the courteous invitation, ladies free. <laughs> the language which came from the lips of these ladies was sickening to listen to. <laughs> The men behaved moderately well, <laughs> and in respect of them, it may be as well to forgive the fair sex in the hope that in future matches they will stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Elizabeth? All right, all right, all right. And on the field of play, things were a little better because there was a, a little report published in the Scottish Athletic Journal on September 27, 1887. And it said, Association football is becoming notorious for scenes and disgraceful exhibitions of ruffianism. <laughs> the rabble will soon make it impossible for law-abiding citizens to attend matches. And then, on the field as well, things were getting pretty rough. And eventually the SFA ordered that this notice be put up in all dressing rooms. Rough play, as specified in Rule 10, is tripping, ducking, Hacking, jumping at a player, pushing and charging from behind. <laughs> now, I have it in very good authority that the first dressing room they put that up on was the home dressing room at Ibrox. <laughs> but that may have been a scurrilous rumour in a way. <laughs> and just before Ali Brady joined Celtic, and this is one of my favourite pieces, there was a, a book written called The Boys from the Brig, The History of Albion Rovers FC, where the writer, who was a director of Albion Rovers, put in an astonishing amount of work in detail to record the details of this club. And there's one bit in it which I totally love, because Albion Rovers were playing Clydesdale in the Coatbridge Express Cup. 
in early 1891, the year that Alec Brady signed for Celtic. And it gives you an example of how much football has changed in those days. And the report finishes by saying, with 10 minutes to go and Rovers leaving 4-3, Rovers goalkeeper Hudson had to leave the field of play in order to catch his train home. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> Where are you off to Craig Gordon, will you? <laughs> you won't believe this, but... <laughs> anyway, on to uh, Alec Brady. Now, by the time he joined in 1891, football had evolved a wee bit. It started off playing one full-back, one half-back and eight forwards. And I've always had this wonderful thing in my mind where Jockstein shouting at me out the double, take the four coming towards you. <laughs> and then it changed a wee bit because the players are not daft and they realised that if you're eight in the line, it was very difficult to pass other than laterally and they were getting intercepted. So it then changed to two full-backs, two half-backs and six forwards. Two wingers on each side, two guys in the middle. By the time Alec was playing for Celtic, it had changed again to the 2-3-5 formation, thanks to the Preston North End team in England who decided that was the way to play football. So he was an inside forward. He was a fetching carry man. And he scored 10 goals in 24 games for Celtic, which is roughly a goal every two games. And yet it was curious for that, because if you look at that team that he played in, on the forward line, the inside left and outside left, were John Campbell and uh, Duke McMahon, who were out-and-out goal scorers. So they would have played further forward, which meant that Alec Brady would have played that wee bit further back and be the purveyor of passes, right, left and centre. So if he did that and also managed to score a goal every two games, 10 goals, 24 games, he was a very special player. And that's a great, great tribute to him. So um, I'm very impressed by uh, that particular record. I would like today to, first of all, on behalf of everyone here, on behalf of Celtic supporters out the world, to thank the Brady family who are here for giving us such a, uh, a fine player in Celtic's cause, and also to congratulate them for having such a distinguished ancestor. Thank you very much thank indeed. You, thank you. Thanks very much, Brendan. Um, first of all, thanks to the, the Celtic Grave Society for organising this event today to commemorate and celebrate the, the life of Alan Brady, who in the early days of football think, made and, and succeeded in such an extraordinary way, not just at Celtic, but at several other clubs. And as Brendan said, you know, any of these Celtic Grave Society events, I think the, the most important people here are the family, and it's great that um, members of the, the Brady family are here to, to hear the, the great exploits of one of their uh, relatives. I'd also like to welcome representatives of Everton FC Heritage Society um, and it's great that we are sharing this event and for anyone who's been to any of these previous events it is remarkable that we're standing here and we're not actually being <laughs> soaked uh, in the rain because that is generally Celtic Grave Society weather so this is positively tropical so perhaps uh, you've brought the weather from, from Merseyside. Um, Ali Brady I think if you read anything about his career, his success seemed to follow him. Um, he obviously was part of the very first Celtic team to win the Scottish Cup back in 1892. When he arrived at Celtic, he'd already been part of the, the first Everton team to win the League Championship. And then when he went down against England, he was part of the first Sheffield Wednesday team to lift the FA Cup. So, quite apart from his, his talents, obviously there was an element of, of luck. He was obviously a player that other teams would have wanted because he seemed to bring success uh, with him um, which is a great credit to him as a player and I think maybe you know, as a club we're the most successful club 
in Scottish Cup history with 36 wins and you know it's fitting that in the week that we have a Scottish Cup semi-final hopefully we'll go in to win the Scottish Cup for the 37th time that we're actually standing here today remembering one of the men who won the Scottish Cup for us for the very first time all those years ago um, so that's great credit to him I think as well you know when we were having this joint celebration with Everton and one of the great memories and one of the great things about being a Celtic fan when you ever remember being at Celtic Park is that moment when the, the strains of the Celtic song Glenn Daly's wonderful song plays and the Celtic team run out before the game I think everyone from when you start going to Celtic Park that's one of the first things that you remember and even now whenever you hear that you know the team's about to come on the park it's a very famous Celtic song there's a variation that's played it's, I think, I'm not sure if it's the only other stadium in, in Britain but certainly you'll hear Everton playing it you'll hear the Everton fans singing it and, and one of the line is obviously celebrating and remembering their history and it's very important and it's not just a, a line in a song it's not just playing lip service because what the Celtic Grave Society do is actually bring that to life they actually celebrate our history they remember our history and they also ensure that the history that we have and it's a history that we're very proud of is something that's going to be remembered and passed on for future generations and so this event today we're remembering a player from our very earliest history who delivered one of the first successes that we ever had and that's going to be something that we're going to remember and pass on for future generations I think as a club we're very impressed with the work that the Celtic Grave Society do. As a Celtic supporter, I mean, there are so many reasons to be proud to be a Celtic supporter. But for me, and I always feel that after I've been to one of these events, the work that the Celtic Grave Society do, and remembering you know, some of the, the early Celts and the extraordinary things they did to lay the foundations for the club that we continue to support, makes me really proud. And, and you know, on behalf of the club, just to congratulate Brendan and all the guys at the Celtic Grave Society for the wonderful work that they continue to do. Thanks. You're welcome, Paul Watton. Okay, it's a great turnout from the people of Renton here today. And it's a real privilege and an honour for the EFC Editor Society and Everton Football Club to be involved with this headstone for Alec Brady in Renton today. The Vale 11 has produced some wonderful players and Graeme Sharp, who still works for Everton Football Club, comes from Dumbarton. He sadly couldn't come here today and he sends his apologies. Alec was only at Everton for two seasons, as we know, 1889 to 91. And he was in a great company because the captain, Andrew Hanna, Patrick Gordon, Duncan McLean, all from Renton, and Alex Latter from Dumbarton. So he would have felt at home. He lodged at Coniston Street with a Mrs. Hughes, with the great Dan Doyle and Andrew Hanna, the best full-back pairing in the league. Alec made his debut <laughs> against Stoke on the 2nd of November, 1889. Scoring twice. On his FA Cup debut, he scored a hat-trick against Derby County. We won 11-2. That, still today, that remains a club record. Alec was a gifted inside forward, a quick feet, an eye for a pass and a goal, playing 36 times and scoring 20 goals. The English Football League was in its, was in its third season. The original Invincibles, Preston North End, had won the league twice on the bounce. 
they were awarded banners. This season though, what Alec played in, a championship team, he was a trophy to play for. And on the last day of the season, 2000 Evertonians made the trip to East Lancashire, Burnley FC, knowing that a win would bring the championship to the home of Everton at Anfield. We were winning 2-1, but sadly we lost 3-2. Sounds a bit familiar like this season. On the way home, they were forlorn, the Evertonians. But there is a football god because arriving at Lime Street, they were expecting Preston North End to have beaten Sunderland to clinch the title. But Sunderland beat Preston North End 3-0. So Everton were crowned league champions for the first time, winning the first league trophy. And the club also produced a medal, which we can see on the headstone. That was the first time players had medals, and then the league copied this. And if you look closely on it, you'll see a little liver bird we all, Evertonians say, the live beard is blue. <laughs> Liverpool pinched it off us. <laughs> In that season, Alec also won another trophy. It was the Liverpool Senior Cup. And we still hold the record for most wins. David Pugh, who heads up the Liverpool County FA, has given me a statement to read out and sent some flowers. The Liverpool County FA are indebt indebted to our forefathers who had the in intuition to form this county in 1882. Their values have been passed from generation to generation in support of anyone who wishes to participate in playing football. Since our inception, many talented players have represented Liverpool County FA, which Alec did with distinction, playing against uh, Birmingham Renfrewshire. Um, just to name a couple of teams and he was caps awarded which I believe some of the family have, have got a cap and our society have a couple of the, the Liverpool County FA caps as well that honour was not only a testimony to their playing skills but to their qualities as a human being it takes a unique blend to not only find a player whose playing ability is beyond question but can also represent the county both on and off the field. Such a man was Alec Brady, for which hopefully the players who rep represent the county now can only emulate. May Alec rest in peace in knowledge that he played a part in what makes Liverpool County FA what it has become today. Our current, current squad of players and staff would like to offer this tribute and hope that your memory lives on with true blues. Everton Football Club Evan Football Club have also sent a statement. I'd just like to read this out. Everyone at Everton Football Club would like to extend our very best wishes to the Alec Brady family and to all those present this afternoon. Once again, the EFC Heritage Society has done the club proud with its involvement with today's event. Alec may only have played 36 games for Everton, but he certainly left an imprint on the club. He scored a hat-trick in an 11-2 victory against Derby County. This is still our highest win of all time. He played in all bar but one of the 22 games when Everton won the league for the very first time in 1890-91. It is an honour for Everton Football Club 
to be playing even a small part in today's ceremony and wish you all well as we remember a man whose stay with us was brief but eventful. Thank you. I'd just like to thank everyone at the Celtic Grace Society and the Everton Hell Society, the Celtic Football Club, Mr. Craig, Mr. Miller, and thank everyone for, for being here. This is one of the proudest days in Brady family history. Thank you. this reading in memory of my great-grandfather and just to remember as well my father who was called Alec after him remembering everybody loves to be remembered but if we want to be remembered we have a duty also to remember memory is a powerful thing wrongly used it can bring death rather than life Rightly used, it is a form of immortality. It keeps the past alive. Those we remember never die. They continue to walk and talk with us. Their influence is still felt among us. There is nothing stronger or more helpful than a good remembrance. Alec Brady, our brother, we want you to know that we haven't forgotten you. We remember you, and your memory most definitely brings life to us today. May it also assure us of life for you, the eternal life Christ came on earth to give us. Thank you, uh, Brendan. Ladies and gentlemen, can I just say it is an honour, and I mean an honour to be here today, and so I'm grateful to the, Cel to the Celtic Grave Society and also to the Brady family for allowing me to be here. If I just may pick up, because it's been wonderful to listen to everybody, and you know, I start off by saying, Paul Curry, he did mention that usually it's raining. Well, you see, there's a verse in the Bible that says the sun shines and the righteous. So, as Councillor Bolin would tell you, you come to Renton and it's always dry. And as well, the other Paul, the true blues, you know, as Celtic supporters, we're not that happy about the blue, but as long as it applies to Everton, we're with you, my man. And um, the third thing I want to say, it was that end of 2012 was a great year for me. One, I retired, so Bonhill were lucky to get rid of me. Uh, secondly, Lizzie invited me up to Balmoral, which was wonderful, but by far the greatest thing was to be invited to speak at the 125th anniversary of the football club. Wonderful night, but you know I remember it, and I remember it for one reason, because in the whole of the church that was packed there were only two good singers. One was Ian Miller, and why was Jim Crean? <laughs> Seriously! And I, I heard this guy singing, I'm thinking, who's that? And I, I realised it's Jim. So, honestly, for all the clubs, uh, Jim and I have agreed, we've done a wee deal today, that we're prepared to come along for a small fee and sing the Fields Ath and Rye whenever you want. <laughs> Can I also say that on that first game, when Neely McCallum, his very Bonhill Church, scored the first goal for Celtic, what I think is brilliant is afterwards, Rangers and Celtic, because we beat them that day, were together. And the chairman, then chairman of Rangers, 
said a proposal to us for the lifelong friendship of our two clubs. Now, it hasn't been worked out that way. <laughs> well, let's hope next weekend at Disney. But I hope we're not too friendly towards them. So, um, I just thought we'd close by maybe a wee prayer of dedication uh, to the Greystone. Heavenly Father, we celebrate the gift that Alec has given us as a footballer and the pleasure it gave to so many. Nurtured here in the village of Renton, we remember his time in England with Burnley, with Sunderland, with Everton, linking up with his friend Andrew, also from these airs. We're grateful that the lure of home brought him back to play for Celtic. We thank you for his remaining life in Renton before his untimely passing. As we dedicate this commemorative stone, we take time to remember his time with Celtic and his contribution to their success. May we be grateful for the values that underpin the club, the humanitarian influences of your servant, Wolfred, who endeavoured to better the lot and aspirations of those living in the east end of Glasgow. We thank you that the charity work of the club continues. Help us never to forget those things at a time when perhaps the game that brings so much pleasure to us is dominated by material considerations. Heavenly Father, it was Christian principles and values that brought Celtic into existence. It was a desire to better the lot of others that brought its inception. May we never forget that. We thank you for the legacy that Alec has bequeathed to us as we dedicate this stone. May the players, may the family, may the friends, may the supporters be worthy of that legacy. Amen. In closing, it's fitting that we're here in Renton to commemorate an early Celt because this area has a very strong connection with Celtic at our foundation. With Neil McCallum and James Kelly signing for Celtic from Renton, indeed Neil McCallum lies at rest nearby Bonhill Church, Celtic's first ever goal scorer. The first ever picture of Celtic in their original strip was taken at Vale of Leaving Ground on 22nd of September 1888. And of course, Johnny Madden, who also played alongside Alec Brady, was from Dumbarton. Incredibly, it was Johnny Madden's great-great-nephew, Tom O'Neill, also from Dumbarton, who discovered the location of Alec Brady's grave after we had been searching for years. Before Celtic's, before Celtic's arrival, there were only five names in the Scottish Cup, and three of them were from this immediate area, Vale of Leaven, Brenton and Dumbarton, with Queen's Park and Hibs taking up the other two. This, this area was indeed a hotbed of early Scottish football. Finally, it's fitting too that the connection between Renton and Celtic is carried on right to the present day with Andy Scullion and the Renton Celtic Supporters Club here today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for attending and making this event so special. Thank you.
Mary's little church down the Calvin Way. Brother Walter's plan was set in 1888. The club was born to feed the poor, Celtic was his name, and that was Brother Walter's dream. God had given him the strength to fight for good rights, and he has given us the team that plays in green and whites. From Irish shores to Scottish hearts and all that's in between, that was Brother Walford's dream. We see no colour, we see no race nor creed, we stand together, that was Brother Walford's dream. Looking down on us and smiles on what he sees In this place called paradise united in belief Through the wind and through the rain and throughout history We won 